Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cross Council Podcast. Today, I'm, I need some coffee and I'm a little bit sad because the, the, the one cafe that is within walking distance from my house is, uh, is shutting down. They couldn't do it. But, uh, we'll, we'll all miss you, cool beans. You were, you were a cool place. <laughs> that's not, uh, that's not a bit. Uh, that's its name. It was cool beans and it was great. <laughs> oh, we had one in Madison that uh, shut down during COVID. What, a cool beans Aww. cafe? Yeah. Yeah. What? I thought it was just like a one, like little local thing here. That's wild. That's great. I mean, it was great. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? We're joined by Steve Freitag. How are you, Steve? Cool beans. Uh, cool beans. You're doing cool beans. <laughs> for sure. I've got Can't wait for them here. <laughs> Can't wait for them to open like a tea shop called Groovy or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping with the slang. And we are also joined by Mary Carlton. How are you, Mary? I'm good. I think my first cup's worn off already, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Our closest coffee cafe is 15 minutes away. So. Yeah, you guys live out on the range. <laughs> like, so we have our own little cool beans at home. I was going to say, is Wes grown coffee beans yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, he hasn't. I don't think that would grow here. Gosh, I'm going to ask him. I feel like he would find coffee. a way in I my short time I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good greenhouse crop. Ooh, I don't know. We'll have go. to look into that. Greenhouse. Those. Yeah. Yep. That'd be cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Glad you guys are doing well. We're going to get started on our topic for the day in just a moment here. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Jenny. Hi, this is Jenny. My role is to manage the relationship between you and Cross Council. It's been a pleasure connecting with so many of you over the years, and we're so grateful that you are a part of the growing number of people tuning into our podcast. More than ever before, people are realizing the importance of maintaining mental health, but they're still struggling to find genuine and lasting peace. However, more and more people are coming to Cross Council, engaging in our MELT process and finding genuine freedom from lifelong burdens, including depression, anxiety, and addiction. God is truly blessing our ministry, and we are growing faster than ever before, which is why I want to take a moment to invite you to partner with us. We have never turned anyone away for their inability to pay for a session, and our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join our team. With your support, we can continue to offer the profound healing of transformational prayer that has helped so many find real and lasting peace. Just go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button to get started. We can't do this alone, and your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. Yeah, we've been uh, working on the level two, and again, we, Mary, Mary's been working on the level two, and we've been supporting her through it. And uh, one of the topics coming up for the students is kind of like the uh, the protective lies that we tell ourselves that kind of keep us and inhibit us from finding healing and, you know, things that we tell ourselves, things we're convinced of, that sort of thing. And uh, they're the experts. I'm learning like the rest of the students. So, uh, guys, tell us a little bit about these these protective barriers. Yeah, I would call them 
protective defenses just because they are. Mm. They could even be protective behaviors. Sure. And we all do them. We all have them. We don't recognize most of the time that we're doing that. But anytime we push away negative emotion um, or refuse to remember something we're reminded of, we we those protective defenses come into play where we push thoughts and feelings away or even just avoid people. You know, you see that person. That odd person in church, you know, you should go talk to, but you just don't want to, you know, those or the the person that, you know, is mad at you about something and you don't want to deal with it. You know, anything that causes us to move away from an uncomfortable situation rather than facing it, seeing what it's about and dealing with it is, is what we would look at as a protective kind of a behavior. And they can cause problems when a person's trying to get free because they they can, you know, you spend your life doing those things, then we're encouraging you to look at what's the root of that behavior and you're going to actually move toward it. You know, that's very, it takes a little bit of practice and encouragement for people to do that. I rem- it reminds me of just growing up very, very clearly in the late 70s, early 80s in the church, sort of the message that I heard uh, against the world system, which I understand this. I'm okay. You're okay. Mary, do you remember that? I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah, I remember that phrase. book. I might have read yeah. that. Oh, well, you know more than me about the book. About 30 years ago. Sure. <laughs> and so the way that uh, it was told to me was, or at least the way I received it was, if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in your life, then you're not okay. So you shouldn't say that because you're you're on the highway to hell. Mm-hmm. But if you if you've accepted Jesus, you, you're okay. So you, mm-hmm. so when the world says it, they're all messed up saying that. But we we in the church we're good because we have Jesus. I, I just mm-hmm. think I think we do that within the church. Well, now that I know Jesus, I'm okay, and that is so obviously wrong. Now, are we mm-hmm. included in Christ? Are we? Royal priesthood, holy nation, and people belonging to God, of course, right? When we are following Jesus and we have that assurance of our walk with him, that's a good path to be on. But I think we within the church can just dismiss anything that has to do with our own pain in our life. We just make excuses for ourselves. And oh, the, the, and I don't know if that's still the mentality quite as strongly as it was back then. But I just look at the the church is messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, going to change that? Yeah, anytime a person thinks that they're okay, then they have a tendency to not look at the, the the negative things that are happening in their life, or like you said, come up with an excuse for why that's there. Yeah, and that's that's a dangerous thing to say that I'm okay and then ignore or feel like I have to ignore all the bad stuff that's happening. Um, beneath the surface because I'm expected to be okay. Yeah, that changing that is really one of the goals of Cross Council, right? To help people realize we need Jesus at every level of our life, and especially our internal life, our internal thinking that produces the behaviors that aren't very Christian or loving. So, yep, that's, that's one of the things we love to do. The letters that the Colossians is just so rich of so many 
amazing thoughts from from Paul, what the Holy Spirit wanted us to know. And what jumps off the page in chapter two is verse six. Therefore, as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in Thanksgiving. It goes on a little bit more. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Just backing back up to that that first phrase, as you receive Christ, which is a heart posture of knowing that you can't fix yourself, you can't save yourself. So as you've received him, so walk in that way. I can't, I can't change myself fundamentally in my heart. And so that takes vulnerability to take a look at, wow, there's still more that he wants to work out in our hearts. And uh, one of our faithful listeners, Joel, sent me this thing. He's like, I, I thoroughly enjoy your podcast, and I thought of you when I read this. And it's this quote from James Finley. And it says, when we risk sharing what hurts the most in the presence of someone who will not invade us or abandon us, we can come upon within ourselves the pearl of great price, the invincible preciousness of ourselves in the midst of our brokenness. And, and we want to create an environment for people to risk being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it, I think that's what salvation takes. If if it's just, oh yeah, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, I buy into that stuff. Mm, maybe not so much, but the sacrifice that it takes, the vulnerability to say, I, I can't do this myself. That should continue to be what we we do in our walk. Lord, what else needs to change in me? What else do you want to do inside of me? Mm -hmm. That's so good. Wow. Because there's a lot of ways that we we push away our pain instead of being vulnerable. And there are things we've learned from the culture around us, sadly. And, and even in the church, those kind of behaviors, when, when you talk to someone about a, a negative behavior that you see happening, there's a tendency to push it away, rationalize it, not be vulnerable, not want to stop and just feel how uncomfortable that feels to think about what I just did there, you know, or what, what I just felt there. To stop and to feel that, even in a safe environment, is very uncomfortable for people, at least initially, until you get used to doing that. <laughs> Until you you find out these people really are safe. They they didn't judge me when I told them this terrible thing that I did or that I'm doing. You know, to be in that safe environment and to then um, get past some of those protective thoughts that we have about if I let myself feel this, then you know they're gonna they're gonna judge me or they're gonna hate me or they're gonna know I'm a bad Christian or God it ruins my testimony or whatever those thoughts are, and, and we'll go into those more in a minute, but lots mm -hmm. of thoughts that protect us. It's very uncomfortable to not do any of that and just to feel what just happened and to sit with that. But that's where, that's where we become vulnerable and our hearts open, and that's where we have an opportunity really for God to renew us and to bring healing in those places that cause us to do that. We could really unpack why why do, are we some people so quick to judge people? Because I think what what sometimes gets pushed on in those people 
which might be some me sometimes it's <laughs> somebody brings something up and I can't fix it. And when I hear you say this thing, I'm putting pressure on myself in, in like a millisecond. Like since I can't mm-hmm. fix this, I'm not capable or I don't believe I'm competent to help you. So I push back with judgment and try mm-hmm. to shut you down so that you don't feel those things. Mm-hmm. But the more that people deal with their own stuff and they get this love and security from Jesus, where you don't always have to have that kind of reaction, mm-hmm. you can have a response of grace. It reminds me of uh, Brene Brown. You know, she's very famous for the TED talk that she had on vulnerability, but she also did one on shame. Mm-hmm. And I think she, she's a great researcher. I don't almost know if her solutions are where we're at, but boy, mm-hmm. she points some things out that really are important for us as, as, even as people, Christ followers, mm-hmm. to pay attention to. And she talked about being at a, a book signing, and my friend Keith reminded me of this, said that uh, she was doing this book signing, and this, this woman and her daughter you know, handed her a book for her to sign. And then the dad, the husband, had a short conversation with her and basically said, uh, what's your research with men and, and shame? And she said, I don't study men. <laughs> and he came back with, well, that's convenient. And it just <laughs> put, put her on her heels. Mm. And he said something to the effect of my wife and daughter would rather see me die than fall off my horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. And so it was a reference to how, and, and this is Brene saying this in a sense, it's women say that they want men to be vulnerable, but they don't know what to do when they get it. Right. And she goes on to talk about how if you're able to sit with somebody in their vulnerability and not be judgmental and just be calm and listen, it shows that you've done some work inside. Mm. And, and as we do this training program, and hopefully just minister to other people, they start to see that happening, that they don't have to be the savior of the world or the savior to this person or that person. Yeah, it's amazing how when a person becomes vulnerable, what goes off in us, mm-hmm. right? And and in relation to the situation that she just talked about, you know, if a woman isn't solid in who she is and her identity in Christ and her, her own um position, I guess, in in the ability to follow Christ and do whatever he asks. She's relying too much on her husband to be that that night on the white horse, right? So Mm -hmm. it can shake her whole world for her husband to not be that, right? Um, So people get triggered, we call it, on both sides. Man doesn't want to be vulnerable. Woman doesn't want him to be vulnerable. (laughs) Therefore, you're sentenced to being the way that you are. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not vulnerable, the opportunity for change just keeps passing you by. And we've learned there's reasons that we don't want to be vulnerable. It's not just because I don't like feeling pain or, or, I don't feel safe with this person. There's actually, if you get underneath that, which is what we love to do, you'll find that there's actually things that you're believing right there that are causing you to behave in a protective way. And those are things we call guardian lies, protective lies. They're anything that is a belief that keeps you from in that moment facing what's happening there. And there's, they come in so many different shapes and sizes, but for a man, if I feel that emotion and people see that 
I don't, I'm not perfect and I don't have it all together. It means I'm weak or pathetic or whatever those thoughts are. And it's not even like we've talked about before. It's not even a conscious thing that happens. It's a subconscious thing, something buried somewhere in our life where we learned those thoughts because of the way we were treated when we, as a man, when we, I don't know why I'm talking about the men, but I had six brothers. So, you know, I was around a lot of guys and just the never letting myself shed a tear around them because they never did because they didn't want to be weak and pathetic and all the other names, right? So underneath the surface, those things are happening and we don't even realize they're happening. So we push away pain, we push away people, we judge people and get angry or whatever our defensive thing is, minimize what just happened. Because underneath there are these protective beliefs that are at play that are causing us to do that kind of behavior. And so we love to help people get underneath there and see what is that? Because if you can look at it, feel it, see where it came from, invite the Lord into it, that thing can be removed so that your behaviors become more loving and more open and more vulnerable. So there is a way out of that. It's You don't have to stay the way that, that you are. We don't have to stay the way we are. I think we, I don't know if it's, we would be the right term, but like your cost benefit analysis all the time with certain things. Like <laughs> if I share this, then what? <laughs> You know, and, and not to be too uh, current, but I look at I look at what happened with Bud Light, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but uh, there's a transgender person, Dylan Mulvaney, and John, you can steer this or correct this, and he basically, what on Instagram, one of his one of the social media posts, he, he said, "I'm going to have the my year of being a girl." So far, so good, right? And so yeah. as as he as he completed the one year of being a girl, he says, "Look, Bud Light sent me uh, cans, whatever, with his face on it, his image, and that just blew up social media. And people mm. just were like, did a whole lot of things with their Bud Light, and they and, and their yeah. sales have just tanked. Hmm. And one of the ways that, that Bud Light handled it, they came out what a week or two or three later and said. Well, you know, this is, was all just misinformation, Me. and they got even more backlash. Don't trust your lying eyes. <laughs> well, right. And so they weren't willing to say, hey, maybe we misstepped here. We made a mistake. We, you know, And I don't know how you navigate that in this world that's filled with a whole lot of uh, bitterness and hatred and resentment, and I'm just ready to pounce on the next person. But, and it's not apples to apples, but I think I might have mentioned this before. But you look at Domino's Pizza, which, what, five years ago or so, they said, Hey, we realize our pizza stinks and we're going to correct that. We're sorry. And they've just skyrocketed. They were honest and people said, Okay, we'll give you another chance. So I think that's just a, that's a macrocosm <laughs> maybe of our mm -hmm. lives. It's, hey, maybe it would in the long run benefit us to be real and authentic mm -hmm. with one another. And if you're real and authentic with somebody and, and they reject you, maybe that's not the kind of person that you need to build your life around. Maybe yeah. they shouldn't be in whatever circle they're in. And when we live a life the way God prescribes for us to live and trusting him when we have to be honest and we have to be vulnerable and, and we, we need to live a life that the inside of me is the same as the outside of me. 
and I'm not deceiving anyone by my behavior, and I'm trying to be true and authentic. God blesses that, right? Oh, if you follow him, if you, yeah, if you live according to kingdom principles, first of all, his principles just work. And second of all, God blesses that. So we have this mentality that's, that's just so wrong that if, if I let anyone see that I'm broken or let anyone see that I'm not perfect, then, then bad things are going to happen to me. And maybe in the short term, something bad might happen, but in the long term, God is going to exalt you, right? He exalts the humble. And so that, that's the lesson for all of us. You know, I know we all struggle with that is being real, being authentic and being humble and trusting even in a situation where we know we're going to get backlash, that God is going to somehow make good out of that. He's going to exalt us in that. And instead of, you know, us trying to make ourselves look good, right? I mean, we can never do that. We can never make ourselves look good in the long term anyway. I've seen that in Wes's life a lot as he, he managed his business. You know, he, he's a Christian leader of an organization that is not a Christian organization. He wouldn't call it a Christian organization, right? But led by Christian principles. So he conducted himself in a way that many times looked like it was going to shoot himself in the foot. And uh, even his partner in his business years ago said, this, this is crazy. You're going to alienate all our customers. You're going to, nobody likes this. This is offensive. But just the opposite happened. And, and customers respected him because they knew he was truthful and he was honest about who he was. And they respected that, whether they agreed with his Christian principles or not. It was just so wonderful. You know, if we could just get that in our heads, <laughs> that it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to be real, it's okay to feel and let ourselves look at why we're acting the way we're acting and be truthful about it. Um, but we have this enemy that's wanting us to do the opposite. And I think we fall prey to that too much. Just those thoughts that what's going to happen, you know, if I feel that pain, you know, then they'll reject me. If I, if I, start to remember those things that happened to me, I'm going to get stuck there and never get out. And unfortunately, when we go to our leaders, many times at church, we don't hear, let yourself be real, feel what's going on there. Let God show you what's happening inside. We don't hear those things. We, we, and this isn't all churches, but it's been my experience anyway, that we hear things about performance how to perform better, how to not feel that and just believe what God says, or judgment or anger toward us. Great discussion, guys. We'll definitely pick this up next week. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.